what is up, 5-9-Gamers? It is that time once again for the Dokkan Battle Podcast. I am your host, Damas Ningen, and we are back for episode number 78, Legendary Summon Bargain Sale. The Legendary Summon banners going on everywhere. So I am the host of the episode, but as always, of course, I am not alone. I have a couple of guests with me to talk through everything that is going on in Dokon and has been going on for the last week or so. So first of all, say hello as always to our boy Minato. How's it going? Hello, five and nine gamers. We are I'm doing well today actually myself and I'm link loving our Goku and Piccolo, so that's fun. Oh, interesting. And uh, next up, we have our boy, many gatchers under his belt, Mr. Gail Riot. How's it going? Going well. Enjoying the day of anime. Just watched uh, Spy Family a couple of hours ago. Um, made a video about it. Very, very happy. Uh, probably the best show of the season. Super oh, excited yeah. to be on this podcast as well. Oh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. And uh, last but not least, we also have another one of our newer faces, Ice Cold Joker. How is it going, my boy? Good morning, everyone. Minato is link leveling and I'm grinding easy A's right now. So I'm trying to get prepared. Oh, well, there you go. So things, there is some things to do. And that's uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So... We're going to start off with global. So we have a bunch of summonable easy A's. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to, uh, Joker. So why don't you let us know which one is it that you are doing at the moment? Well, I finished Vegeta last night, and now I'm working on the Tech Super Boo and Goku. And I don't know. I saw Minato. He really likes the Vegeta, which is why I prioritized him first. He's okay. I mean, I'm sure if I gave him a whole bunch of nuking items, then he'd look super, super good. But hit me his defense if you get a decent number of orbs is like 300k. He's doing like four and a half million attack stats. It's pretty good considering we haven't been power crept through the anniversary yet. And I'm just going to keep continuing doing this uh, Kid Boo event so I can get Boo and Goku done. Although I am pretty sure that they're inferior versions all around. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would like to know what your Vegeta is at. I'm interested. Yeah, because that's he's not that like sounds, level ten though. That sounds like an under not, uh, undersell. Are you using him on the 200% team or? No, I was not. I was uh, using okay, him on uh, Pure Saiyan's team. Yeah, this man Rainbow Link level, level 10. ten links. He's getting Ooh. what? Like you don't have to get an unrealistic amount of orbs, and he's easily hitting like six mil, four hundred k defense. I mean, so he's I, very, very good. I posted a clip one time. I got into uh, just a 10 million attack stat, no items, just because I had Int Majivaji with them, so they both changed orbs. I got him to like mm. a 10 million attack stat, um, and he had like 500, no, he had like 700 <laughs> good defense before he supered, right? <laughs> he could look nasty, obviously, but that's like, the uh, like he got like, what, like 13 orbs or so? That was like a ton of the field, so it could be like crazy five or in right six situation. last night, so maximum. You really need those additionals. Uh, those additionals do wonders for him. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know how I built him, actually. I'll probably take a look at that and maybe fix them or not. Yeah, uh, so obviously... started the other two. Comparing him directly to the Goku, because um, I did I recorded the Goku showcase, which I'll probably put out later. Uh, obviously, everyone compares them because they are, as usual, a pair of Goku and Vegeta units that released at the same time. Very similar in design, but with some minor tweaks. And uh, this is one of those few occasions where, 
I feel like I'm confident in saying that most people agree, if not everyone, that the Vegeta is slightly better than the Goku. Um, so Minato, I know you've used them both extensively because the EZA is not new on JP. So what are your thoughts about comparing the two directly, the Goku and Vegeta? Which one is better and why? Uh, I'd say the Goku and... The, not the Goku. I'd say the Vegeta is better <laughs> than the Goku. It's They're similarly designed, but Vegeta has two different things that I think is better. One, he builds up chances to dodge, whilst Goku builds up chances to crit. I personally would like the 30% chance to dodge overall better, uh, having that on a unit, especially a banner unit like that, um, where you know Goku and Vegeta, they could do good damage, but they do need the orbs in their favor. Well, you know, the dodge is always going to be consistently, hey, you get the dodge, right? Well, um, another thing on top of that, Vegeta has the 50% raise for three turns on a super. Goku has the two-turn attack raise while allies, which is not as good. Uh, it's straight up, right? So Goku's defense is much lower. Though I would say I think that Goku is could be set up properly and look pretty good Um, in some situations, right? I think he may be a little underrated uh, compared to how other people see him on the GP side. Uh -huh. But that's just my opinion, personally. They work really good together, too. I can't speak, apparently. But yeah, they work really well together <laughs> as well. Yeah, I think the Vegeta is the like the best link partner for the Goku. And obviously, they, they don't need to have a Vegeta or Goku on rotation with them. But obviously, that gives them their orb-changing ability, which for a nuking-style mm -hmm. unit is pretty important because as and, we all know uh if you have a nuking style unit that can't create their own orbs when you get those turns where the orb field screws you over and you can only get like two or three those units do not end up looking particularly good so the fact that they work well together is a nice bonus i also want to say one thing i really like about them is that they change a certain type of orb to another type of orb mm. rather than it being random because yep. in that way, you know what's going to change and you could set it up properly compared to like, you know, some of these LRs recently that have just been getting like, you know, like Gohan and Trunks, right? That LR, they make a random type of orb to AGL. So you can't really tell or set it up. If it's a certain type, you know, hey, okay, I could set up all these, like, you know, say these physical orbs next turn. And then they all change to, you know, this STL orb or something, right? You know, um, yep. how, I don't know. I forgot the exact orbs that change, but an example like that. Yeah, I think Goku is physical to STL. I think Vegeta's tech to in but yeah exactly because like you said there's a perfect example is the lr future gohan and trunks you could start the turn with the orb field being heavily weighted towards one type of orb but then maybe there's like one str and then it randomly chooses str as the orb to change and so then that doesn't really help you a huge amount so that planning aspect is definitely a nice advantage so alongside the goku and the vegeta we also got the EZAs for the two base form vegetos the tech one and the int one um both of which are sort of support units but again they are similar but different so gail uh why don't you start us off with the tech vegeto and um, what do you think of him and uh yeah take it away um, I'll be very honest and say I've been very, very slow with uh, Dokkan related stuff in terms of like actually doing the easy areas because the one thing I will say is they really need to kind of make it a little bit faster in terms of doing all of this because the way currently you have to do easy areas, uh, sorry, not easy areas, I'm so, uh, so sorry, easy battles, the sub easy A's is that you have to keep farming the medals again and again and I'm not gonna lie kind of an kind of boring to be quite honest but yeah i am almost done farming up Vegeta, uh, both the vegeta's medals i'm doing them at the same time i am more interested in tech vegeta for sure because 
I just like the way he performs and the way he's designed. Um, he he raises allies attack and defense on super. He already ha- raises allies attack and defense as well in his passive. Just a, he just looks way better personally. And on top of that, he obviously has a defense raised per key sphere obtained. I just think he's a little bit better than the Infigito. Not to say that mm-hmm. they've not improved the Infigito because honestly, before the, their EZAs, they were miles apart. But now yep. I would say while Tech Vegito is still probably on top, Invegito has gotten a little bit closer in terms of that he's probably a little bit more usable. I wouldn't say that I would choose him over the Tech Vegito though uh, anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, Joker, any other thoughts about the Int Vegito? Um, not really. I haven't had a chance to use him because I just started doing their EZAs now. But the All Allies 3 key is nice, but I feel like on the teams you're going to run him, they don't really struggle for key. And I would just prefer the the 30% support from the tech version more. And also the attack per key sphere obtained is also cool. But again, I'm not going to have him on main rotation, so he's not going to be my DPS for that turn. So uh-huh. I just think he's held back a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting to note that like you can kind of tell that these EZAs came together in the same group. They were probably designed at the same time because the similarities and differences between the two Vegitos are basically the same as the similarities between Goku and Vegeta. Like one of them builds up dodge, one of them builds up crit, one of them is better defensively, the other one is maybe slightly better offensively. So they're very, very similar. Um, I think one of the main differences is the fact that the tech one provides attack and defensive support as well as key support. So if it came down to running them as like a third slot floating support unit, I don't really see the point of running the int one. Um, Because I guess key support's nice on a team when you've got lots of LRs, but you really want that attack and defense uh, support. And then of course, slot one, they both have the raises allies attack and defense, but the tech one has more defense and has more chance to dodge. So Minato, obviously, again, these have been out on his uh, JP for a while. Um, I saw a lot of buzz around the tech Vegito uh, when he first came out. And then in the lead up to these EZAs coming out on global, I didn't really see a huge amount of talk. And now that they are here, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about tech Vegito being overrated. So as someone who's had his EZA for a while now, what are your thoughts on Tech Vegito and the Int one, if you have any extra thoughts on him? So I think they're they're both solid units, right? I I, I just think that, you know, people take Tech Vegito, put him next to Sarah Vegito, and pop like a double weeks and they're like, oh my god, such a good rotation, so much damage, right? And it's fair, right? You could get it to work in difficult content. It's just not something that you could probably consistently rely upon. Uh, and then along with that, Tech Vegito... Especially if you don't get him the orbs, he's not really that great of a slot one unit. So it's off like a 200k defense or so. So the fact that you don't really want to put him in slot one does hurt his, you know, what you want to do with them is put him in slot one. So everyone can get that uh, attack and defense raise for the turn. Especially mm. considering he could triple super. But if he doesn't end up doing that uh, and his defense is like 200k, like in actual difficult content like red zone he'll get obliterated and you know you're gonna have to keep him as a floater which is unfortunate uh, for what he would want to do ideally and he doesn't give key as well um it vegeta is good as well but he's just worse than the tech one because he doesn't even get defense and orbs so his defense is way lower and tech vegeta's defense is already not that great pre-super they're they're both runnable they're both nice but they're not like you know like 
best support units ever in the game or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw a comparison like a few days ago. People saying that they thought Tech Vegeta was better than version of Z Goku, and I'm like, no, <laughs> right? It's like, Interesting. No, uh, <laughs> takes. if you play the game, you know, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, at least in my opinion, uh, there's like some situations where Tech Vegeta could look better just because of what he could provide, but it's like inconsistent, right? It's yeah know. um does he's good though he's fine right you know mm-hmm. definitely I, did work i definitely feel like the one thing that they do kind of fulfill very well is the fact that patara is definitely very short on good support units so even if you do just run them as the third slot flowing unit like the tech vegeto definitely a nice addition to a team that doesn't have a huge amount of supports and then of course last but not least save the best for last as they say uh, we have the EZA for Tech Superboo. So uh, don't all jump up at once, but who wants to tell us about Tech Superboo? Yields, that's it. He sucks. <laughs> that's all he does. He sucks. And, and he doesn't even do it well. <laughs> all right, so yeah, Tech Superboo. Um, what can we really say? Uh, Dokon, we've talked about this before in the past. Dokon seems to be afraid of certain mechanics uh, and think that they are incredibly powerful. Now, some of them are because, I mean, guard is one of them. We've seen that a lot lately with EZA's units not being given guaranteed guard. And healing is definitely another one. This is something that came up with like the comparison. You know, when you think about the release of third form Freezer and then tech Piccolo, it seems like units that have this ability to heal uh, they always kind of hold back on them a little bit. So, again, Minato, I guess you're the expert at this point since the EZA has been out for a while on JP. So, of having gotten a chance to use him, uh, especially alongside some of the newer Boo units, like, w- what do you think about Tech Super Boo? Is, is he just a meme? Is he actually terrible? Or does he have some redeeming qualities? What do you think? I mean, if you're able to hide him and, like, every single turn and then get the heal, that could be interesting. But it's like the team already heals enough, so do you even really need it, <laughs> right? You might mm. as well just run another Boo unit and then you're just already <laughs> healing enough, especially with STR Kid Boo healing, like, 20% per turn. It's like, you don't really need the extra healing on that team, so I don't know why they really gated him like that in terms of, like, his defense sucks, his super attack's kind of meh, like... Because he doesn't really do much besides the healing, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like he heals a lot on a team that already heals a lot, right? So yeah. it's like, what's the point, in my opinion? Uh, I think they flopped with him. He's just not good. Mm-hmm. That just so the right. important question that I want to know, because I've just finished doing his EZA. He's the only one I haven't recorded to showcase for. So the thing with this unit in the past, especially because, as we all know out there, tech, extreme tech, extreme super battle road always used to be the big problem stage. And it still is for some people. It's definitely probably the the hardest mono stage. The problem with units like him pre-EZA was it's all well and good healing based on the damage you do. But then if you take a load more damage than you actually brought back in, then the exchange is obviously not worth it and it's not worth using. So with his EZA, obviously now has a bit more base defense. He has a built-in chance to dodge. So in your experience, in some of the more difficult content, I mean, I guess not, you know, not including something like the red zone, is he actually able to heal you more than the damage he actually takes? No, not really. Okay, well, they, so by <laughs> definition, he is basically useless. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he has like, he has like, what, like 100 
130 percent defense. defense. I think yeah, yeah. It was like 150 yeah. k defense. Like when you're actually using them, if you like wank them off and you get like mega supports and everything, you like near like 190 k, 200 k, or around there, right? This is like full level ten links, rain build, and everything. Um, so it's like he is bad. That's it. I mean, and you put him <laughs> next to like the heroes units that Easy Aid last year, like Janembu mm. and then Boo Bobdy. Just they put him to shame. And so, like, why would you even want to run him when you have those two units who do so much more and bring so much more to the team? And than... they heal. And they heal. And so it's like, why? Why does this unit even exist? And he came out after them, too. Or he easy ate after them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, these are easy A's that seem um, confusingly timed, I guess. I is, think uh, they've been just sitting on them uh, for a while. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we've got to release these. So, like a different unit that we've talked about already? <laughs> I mean, I feel like the I feel like sub easiest as a whole has been a very um, mishandled concept as a whole, in my opinion. Uh, because the way I perceive it is that they should be releasing these sub easiest like the moment the unit easiest, the main unit easiest. The following celebration, their sub easiest should be there, or at least two celebrations afterwards. It can't be any longer than that. They've been either doing it back to back, or it's been like seven months between the two, and we've seen that with like. How that's affected like units like Sin Shenron and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not been really handled well at all. Yeah. And like you said, the whole process of a sub EZA is kind of flawed in and of itself because it's not like intuitive or fun to do. Um, it costs stamina compared to a normal EZA, yeah. so that's always mm -hmm. a drawback as well. And then of course there are certain ones. I remember people mentioning it back when the um Hellfighter 17 and the Trenchcoat 17 Easy Aid. Um, when a new EZA comes out, you can find friend leaders all day long, even if it's a, an obscure category. But when you have to do a sub EZA for an old one that is not current and not necessarily everyone is going to even bother to do, it can be a lot more difficult to find the friend leaders that you need as well. Mm -hmm. um, like doing the Kid Boo one, um, I forget exactly what the, I think it's, is it pure Saiyans? I was using a, basically a Goku family lead team, right? Physical GT <laughs> Super Saiyan Goku and just yep. using all physical Gokus. And it just kept giving me random, like 79% Go Bros friends because nobody <laughs> is running like the units that I want to use. So yep. sub EZAs as a whole definitely could do with uh, a revamp because uh, mm. The whole point of an EZA, and we've seen many good ones, so Dokon, you know, knows what they're doing sometimes, but the whole point of an EZA is to take an old unit and make them relevant and usable in the meta again. And um, maybe it's just skewed by the fact that he has a 200% team, but I would use the Vegeta and maybe the Tech Vegito as a floating support on Patara, but I can't see myself ever using the Super Boo or the Goku, so it's uh, a little bit of a disappointment, but... I've there collected their medals, and I'm not going to awaken them because I don't feel like using Zenny on them. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to say as well, we should be also getting the, um, what's it called, the update that uh, JP got where we can easy every unit in one go, right? This month. Mm, uh, that would be nice. so good. Yes, oh, that would be nice. That's Ooh. one of the reasons why I don't mind waiting a little bit as well before I easy them so that I can just do it in one shot rather than... Oh, easy A. Oh, we'll train him up. Easy A again, kind of thing. Dude, so that, is the, that. that is the single most annoying thing. Because even though I've been yeah. playing this game for how long now? I mean, since Easy A's came out, 
Every yeah. single time, it's like muscle memory. I do it on stream all the time when I finished an easy A, mm -hmm. where you do one of the awakenings that doesn't put up their maximum level, and then it gives yep. you the prompt to switch to training, and you yes, just instinctively you click. Essay. You instinctively click yes, and then have to back out and go back into the awaken menu again, uh, which is a huge so pain in the butt. So yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely it's looking so forward nice. to that update. So, it's yeah. so but there you, just, you go. You just, you just click it, the easy is all of it instantly. You could put all yep. the guys in instantly and level up. Oh, oh yes. Because, yeah, I managed to uh, I managed to beat Turles as easy A on my JP um, account. And, yeah, just actually then getting to experience it, just doing it all in one go. Yes, definitely cannot wait for that. So those are the easy A's that we currently have, the new ones that have come out for this week. But we do have some upcoming ones as well. So the first one, uh, probably the more important or the more relevant one, I guess we should say, is the LR EZA for the AGL, Goten, and Trunks. So like many of the older LRs that have gotten EZAs recently, this unit was nigh unusable in its uneasy aid state and uh, definitely gets a significant improvement with their EZA. So in terms of... Uh, just the overall upgrades and what they look like now. Um, Minato, what are your thoughts on Goten and Trunks? Uh, they're very good. They, they're just straightforward. You know, they're good. Um, they hit hard, defend well. They have that chance, medium chance dodge, which is pretty solid, right? But I think the one thing is that when it comes to the... I know a lot of people didn't like that they had the debuff, and obviously it's better not to have it than to have it. Mm -hmm. But... If you don't build, like, well, I, I spoke about Lupi Token, right? If you don't build them full additional, then they will only have that five additional, which then, uh, with the five additional split in half to become a super or normal, uh, so that's 2.5. And then that's, again, split in half by the 50-50 chance to get the debuff, and then the 50-50 chance to get the, the actual defense race. So technically... You have a 1.25% chance to get the debuff if it works out like that, right? If you don't get the 12 kids. math that. skill right here, Jesus. So, it's not that bad. Um, If you build them with full crit, which I feel like is the way to go for this unit. And I really like that they went ahead to make him get 5 to 10 key. Like, 10 mm. key? At the start of turn, you can get that. It's so wild for an LR. It's really good. Yep. Yeah, as long as you're running them on a team with, I guess what we would call proper leaders, the minimum they're going to have at the start of turn is 16 key if they get that 10 key proc. So that is going to be looking very, very good for them. Um, Yeah, the definite disadvantage pre-EZA was the fact that both of their 12 key super attacks debuffed them in some way. So getting any additionals on them seemed like a bad thing. Um, at least with the post-EZA, they fixed that so that one of the transformations, the fat Gotenks, does actually raise your defense, but the skinny Gotenks still lowers your defense. So it's kind of the risk you have to take, like you said, with their build. If you get an additional super, it's a 50-50 shot of which one you're going to get. Obviously, on a turn where you get their 18-key super, get the Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, and then they additional super, and you get fat Gotenks, then their defense could potentially be looking really, really good. But, of course, if you get the skinny Gotenks, then you debuff yourself, and obviously that's going to hurt you in 
more difficult content. So for our global players, is this are you excited for their EZA? Do you have these guys ready to go? Rainbowed, link leveled, anything like that? What are your thoughts on the hype for this LR EZA? I, I mean, I said this in the uh, when we were talking about Margin Vegeta, actually. I'm excited to see them on the 200% leader scale because I haven't seen anybody make a video or anything about it. At least not that I have noticed. Uh, I apologize, <laughs> Minato, if you've made one. But fuck this. <laughs> Sorry, lad. Um, but it is uh, something I want to see for sure, is him on the 200% lead with Vegeta. Uh-huh. I think Truth made it too, but I am. I was I would assume that everybody did, but yeah. So Minato, yeah. I'm guessing from that reaction you did make yours. So uh what what are they looking like on the two hundred percent team in terms of uh attack and defense? Uh very good. I mean like seven, eight million attacks, that's from Gutten and Trunks easily. Um they're mm-hmm. they start off like at two uh like a hundred twenty ish K defense start return, which is insane considering they get again like a hundred and fifty percent on super. And then they have their super attack effect on top of that. Uh, they, it can get pretty nasty. I think that, again, it's just they're underrated even, maybe. They're not really talked about at all, but they're yeah. extremely powerful. If, the thing is that the only issue is that they technically don't really do anything special. They're really just, you know, one-man army attack and defense. Uh-huh. So in terms of when aging, they may age faster than other units. But... They're just built to be extremely strong, and they're not really going to age that bad for a while. Especially, let's say, at least have the dodge, right? It could come in clutch, that 30% chance to dodge. Yep. I definitely will take over nothing, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, Joker. So for us global players, obviously part of getting their EZA in the first place is doing the actual EZA event. Uh, the weakness is Gifted Warriors. So, of course, if you were lucky enough to pull Marshall Vegeta um, <laughs> and put together his team, I feel like this is probably going to be quite straightforward. So uh, what are your thoughts on this EZA? I mean, even if you don't have the Majin Vegeta, it, Gifted Warriors is such a pretty good team built out uh-huh. that you're going to be able to clear it. Ten stages you know, is not going to take you that much time. And I don't think their EZA was even hard to begin with when it came out on JP. So I don't see really many players having an issue with it. Um, I Mine's actually, I think they're one of my few LRs that are not rainbowed. I think they're at 79%. And I kind of started to link level them, but I kind of stopped in favor of Goku and Kid Buu and Majin Vegeta. So they've kind of been left on the wayside. I am excited to try them out because, like, surprisingly, the Goten and Trunks units are pretty decent nowadays i mean you have the fizz dokkan fest you have this lr you have the agl and the fizz um individual eza units we just got the new str version of them from the maj Majita banner so it's like their team can look pretty good and it'll link up relatively well it won't be a 200 percent on that but i mean you could you just have maj Majita float i'm excited to try that team out just to just for funsies to see what they do i think the only thing that holds them back is their links if you're not going to run them with a whole bunch of other goten and trunks units shocking speed shattering the limit might be hard to do depending on how you build them and if you don't prioritize their entire team but they're on a crap ton of categories like one mm. two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen categories that they're on this yep. easy so that's just crazy useful right there for anything one else. thing 
one thing I'll say is a little disappointing with them is the STR Goten and Trunks, they share like four links. And then they could work really well together if the STR Goten and Trunks was able to be put in the slot one like intended and they get the dodge before they do. But they don't dodge until they attack, so it sucks. <laughs> that could have been a really good pairing, the one that came out with Maja Vegeta. Yep. Um and it's like if only they had that new mechanic where it's they yeah. get the ability when collecting orbs, then they would be able to dodge before they attack. But oh yeah, it's just another uh, another weird example of Dokon coming out with a mechanic that would have been really useful for the unit that pretty much just came out right before they brought it out. So uh, very interesting, like um, Super Seventeen, huh? Yes, <laughs> yes, my boy, Super Seventeen. <laughs> Oh, released boy. before they decided to uh, nullify slash absorb super attacks, but there you go. Um, so yeah, they look pretty good. Uh, for the final thoughts for anyone to weigh in, not just Minato, I know obviously we haven't gotten to use him if you're not on JP. So would you put them, I'm going to assume yes, but you would you put them above units like AJL, Margin Vegeta, Int Gohan, Physical Trunks? Like, Where do you think they would fit in in terms of the EZA LRs? That's tough. I need to really look at all the ZLRs again, real quick. Um, I would say they're better than like Int Gohan, Maj Vegeta, uh, for sure, right? But definitely mm -hmm. better than those two. Um, I think they're definitely on the higher tier of LRs. I think when they came out, you could argue that they're like the second or even the best like LREZ. It's crazy, right? But they're they're very very good. Um, I think that. People really do underrate how good that unit is. Uh, I think they're extremely powerful. I would say they're probably not better than Broly. Um, because they're links. I think that, again, like um, Joker said, the biggest issue with them is their links. And I can't find, like, the easy A little thing that I have saved. But let me, ch let me double check. I mean, in terms of yellow coin LREZs, yeah, they're probably, like, like around Bardock level, I'd say. Uh, maybe a little better than Bardock, probably. I so they're definitely uh, they're definitely mid to upper tier. So global I players, I think, should be excited tier. for them. Basically, is what yeah. we're uh, going with here. So yeah, that is good to hear. Obviously, the links do seem like the biggest drawback because you know any of those they are on a lot of categories. But as Joker pointed out, if you're not going to be running a lot of other Goten and Trunks units, a lot of their links are not going to be active. I do remember when shout out to anyone else that was playing back then. I know it wasn't a huge amount of time ago, but when that unit was actually added to the fusion category. And so then obviously is now on newer categories when they came out like time limit, uh, all because of their super attack effect. Obviously that is a standard for units now that super attack effects or active skills that feature certain forms or transformations get that character onto categories but it did not used to be the case so definitely Can helps out thing can dokan start doing it for moves as well because fizz lr cell needs to be on kamehameha for the love of god <laughs> oh no no just no 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 gail remember you can have a kamehameha as your super attack but if it's not called the kamehameha then you can't be on the cat well, yeah. apparently <laughs> so <laughs> so uh yeah there you go um so there is actually another goten and trunks related unit that is going to be coming out for global uh which is of course global's introduction to the revamp or like redo upgrade whatever you want to call for super strike units so the tech mighty mask is going to be coming to global uh the first of the revamped super strike units so 
if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but after the upgrade and the EZA, Super Strike units will now go up to SA20. Um, and then, of course, I believe they add a whole bunch of missions to actually help you to get a bunch of extra copies because, man, farming up all the best. copies for those cards is uh, <laughs> is a bit rough. of a uh, is a bit of a rough one. So there's a bunch of missions to allow you to get extra copies, um, as well as the new stage, obviously that drops the medals. There's a bunch of missions to get extra medals as well. Um, so in terms of the tech mighty mask, uh, Minato. Tell us your thoughts. Obviously, of course, you know, Super Strike units, free to play. Uh, we're not expecting, you know, anything too crazy. But how good do you think this Tech Mighty Mask is, especially as the first, like, revamped, upgraded, easy aid Super Strike unit? What is he, uh, what is he like? Bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. All, the, all that build up just for that. So, uh <laughs> okay why is he bad talk us through the tech why you mask he doesn't do anything special and he just doesn't hit hard or defend well that's it there you go. okay well there you go so get excited global so... players <laughs> two mean, categories look at that i i will say i completely forgot he existed so that says a lot quite honest yeah yeah i <laughs> didn't know he was easy i didn't check <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, he's on two categories, World Tournament and Majin Buu Saga. And what's funny is there's people in the comment section on the wiki actually discussing this. The fact that all of the Great Saiyan Man units, the game is obviously very much aware that Great Saiyan Man is Gohan. So he's on Hybrid Saiyans and various other teams. But all of the Mighty Mask units are not on Hybrid Saiyans or uh, things like Youth, even though we know that the unit is Goten and Trunks, and the unit literally has the Super Saiyan link, but is not on Hybrid Saiyans. So, um... um the stupid <laughs> thing about this unit, especially, is that it, he gets defense and dodge against one enemy, and then he gets attack and additionals against two more enemies. It should be switched, um, imagine. Mm. So, it's like... Uh, I don't know what they're thinking. Really, yeah, because but... rea realistically, Super Battle Road is the only mode where you fight multiple enemies, and so that's where you probably want more defense, especially on a free-to-play unit. So, uh, I, I mean... I wonder where they got that idea from. Hint, Raditz. Hint, hint. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, on paper, the unit doesn't seem terrible when you read the stats, but obviously it's a free-to-play unit, or even with an EZA, the max stats, I think his, was it his saying his defense is like 7,500, so nothing too crazy, well, and then he's barely on any easy. teams. So His, de his defense EZA is like around like eight, 9,000 or so. Yeah, so, oh yeah, this is the max with the EZA, yeah, 9,000. So... Uh, but yeah, he's only on two teams. So <laughs> even if he had the potential to be fairly good, he's on World Tournament, which is basically a dead team. And then Margin Buu Saga, which I don't know actually if this is correct, but I'm fairly sure I have all the Saga categories. Margin Buu Saga is probably the biggest one, except maybe Android Cell Saga. I guess they could be close. So there's just so many other options that why would you ever run this unit? Even with the links that he has, he doesn't link up with the lr go and trunks that we we're just talking about even though that unit obviously starts off as a mighty mask so uh interesting start i know 16 is obviously out on jp and in fact the prince vegeta just came out which we will talk about as well um so not necessarily off to the best start with these super strike easy a's but hey there's another thing coming to global in uh, a few days for you guys to uh 
sink your teeth into. So the last thing we have to talk about on Global is uh, something that actually came as somewhat of a surprise. Um, it's one of the first times in quite a while, actually, that I didn't wait up until the news update for the uh, next day's events, because for me, it's at like one o'clock in the morning. So I actually woke up and logged into the game to see this in-game, which is, of course, the top legendary summon banner that Global got, which features the Tech LR Jiren and then the physical Golden Freezer and 17, which is a very interesting choice considering we are in the middle of a very Majin Buu Saga-themed uh, celebration. So, um, Gail, Joker, did you, did you summon on this banner? <laughs> Were you uh, excited when you saw this coming into the game? I wasted all my savings on this banner. It's a fantastic banner. Everybody should summon on it. 100%. <laughs> yeah, the bank had to call me to report fraud because I was doing too many transactions on Google Play. Okay, I'm just going to... Okay, I just want to clarify that 5.9 Gaming does not endorse the opinions of the people on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> just putting that out there as a disclaimer. Uh, but, um... No, this banner is awful. <laughs> Do not summon. It's the Please, worst yeah. kind of trap. Yep. Uh, this is I the mean, absolute definition the of... I was going to say, unless you're the biggest fan of Jiren, uh, sure, but even then, I would, I would question why you're a fan of Jiren first, and then question why you're summoning. <laughs> but, yeah, this is the absolute definition of a bait banner. Like, global, we got Goku and Boo, which, man, that is a tough bait banner to skip, because those two units are incredibly good, but if you manage to hold off all you've done with your summons for Goku and uh, Kid Boo. You have no reason to summon on anything before the anniversary until we find out what Golden Week is. And I guess I suppose Ginyu is going to be before the anniversary for Global. So this banner coming out, I just, I mean, I personally did like two multis on it, you know, just, oh to, just to see, just to try my luck. But uh, yeah, I don't understand why this banner is here or why anyone would summon on it. Tech Jiren is one of the LRs that I don't have and I didn't oh. care about summoning on the banner for him. I just figured I'd try because, you know, why not? But um, the best thing about it, honestly, for me, as somebody who tries to limit themselves to only buying sale stones, is the fact that a new banner means we got a whole bunch more sales. So that means I'm able to exit this celebration with a lot more stones than I had a few days ago. <laughs> but yeah, sounds nice. That, uh... sounds, sounds nice, huh? Yeah, so uh, obviously we will be, uh, I guess we might as well segue into there now because we'll move on to talking about JP and that is the first topic we have on the list because JP Dokon also got a new legendary summon banner. Now obviously for JP it is the actual release of a new unit which is the Goku and Piccolo. However, the banner has a bit of a new format to legendary summon banners that we have seen in the game so far. So, Minato, why don't you tell us a little bit about the banner and how it is different to the previous legendary summon banners that we've seen? So, there's definitely a lot of differences, I would say, that I want to point out uh, that are very important. Two major ones, though. Uh, one, the banner now has three featured LRs. Uh, back in the past, there used to only be a max of two featured LRs, and that was in those top legendary summon banners that had three new units. This time, uh -huh. we got the new unit, and then two other featured LRs. So, the new Goku and Piccolo, the old Goku and Piccolo, and LR Turles. Um, It's obvious why those three are featured. The Goku and Piccolos are kind of related, and they link very well. And then, Turles is there because of the AGL Turles EZA, um, which is very good. And the second important thing is that the featured banner pool 
uh, went from 12 units to 10 units. So now it's the same. The banner is basically very similar to uh, Dokkan Fest LR uh, banners because those have 10 units. You usually have multiple LRs featured. So I think that that's an extremely good change. Not only are your chances to get um, those specific LRs better in terms of having more featured LRs, the fact that there's less featured units, two less featured units could make a huge difference in the amount of stones you can spend until you get an like an actual good unit that you would need featured on the banner. So I think it's a very, very important change. And it seems like it's going to be a new format moving forward. So that's really good. Uh, and that's pretty much how it works, really. Yeah, so definitely having less featured units is always uh, is always good. And um, it's interesting having more featured LRs, at least they are, like you said, related to what is actually going on in the game. Especially if you're somebody who uh, has just EZA Turles, maybe you're not that bothered about the Goku and Piccolo, maybe you didn't even bother summoning for Raditz to run the Saiyan Saga team, but you don't have LR Turles, then obviously maybe this banner will uh, tempt you to summon just to try and get him. So definitely is an interesting new way to go forward with these kind of banners. Would you recommend people summon on the banner uh, or not? I would say you could definitely wait and see because the banner leaves on the 2nd, I believe, of May. So uh, okay. the, the banner will still be there by the time Golden Week is up. Yep. And it's like, we'll talk about the LR itself, but, you know, the LR is uh, pretty good, right? But I, I would still say recommend waiting just because Golden Week banners could be way better than this one. They probably will be better than this banner right uh the fact that this banner is this good means that golden week they're probably cooking up something very good for golden week mm. so in terms of the unit themselves um so joker or gale whichever one of you feels whichever one of you feels the closest bond to the saiyan saga let's put it that way who wants to tell us about goku and piccolo I'll I'll take a crack at it, sure. Go for it. Okay, so new Goku and Piccolo. Saiyan Saga Battle of Wits, 150%. So, I mean, that's good. We're now definitely moving away from the 130% LR leaders, and that's always a win. Uh, raising attack on their 12 key is cool. Stacking attack is, you know, neither here nor there. Greatly raising defense when they have LR stats, and they have, you know, a crap ton of defense plus guard when they do that on their 18 key that's really good right there and just their kit is you know another one of those paragraphs they have such high defense they have the guaranteed guard for what five turns from the start of battle yeah and then launches an additional super attack if they get hit which is fine because with guard they're meant to be a slot one unit so you're guaranteed you know, probably if you set them up right, they're greatly raising defense after they super and they're guaranteed at least a stack of their attack boost because they're getting hit. And it's they just they do a lot, but they're greatly held back by their exchange into Piccolo in which they become. It's kind of the same. Oh, OK, sorry, my cat hit the mic. Um, Kind of the same thing you see with the uh, AGL future trunks where they're much better in their base form and you don't really have a reason to use their exchange or their transformation because it's just generally considered worse 
because Piccolo on the surface looks good because he stacks defense and everything, but you have to wait quite a while before you can actually bring him out. And then at that point, like your defense stack is not going to really go into effect that much because you're already so deep in the event where the enemies are already probably going to hit harder. Um, so I just don't see a reason. You have more defense even without the guard as the combo unit than you would Piccolo by itself. And Piccolo, yeah, can put up really good attack numbers, but that's I don't feel like he's very useful in really any other content in the game. But that's mm. my take on them. So yeah, Minato, I think you mentioned that you were link leveling them, unless you meant the other Goku and Piccolo. So I'm assuming that means you did pull at least one copy. Yeah, I did pull a copy. Um, they're, so what are your thoughts? They're good. They're very good, right? I, Joker explained it very well, but the issue is that uh, with Piccolo mostly, I think the Piccolo unit is kind of, like, he can hit very, very good numbers, which is nice, I guess. But, like, you probably, on average, do more damage still as the Goku and Piccolo, <laughs> and then oh, uh, wow, you have super. way more defense. Because... The Goku and Piccolo get the guaranteed additional super, which is huge in slot one, right? Um, and their defense is just way higher. Because, like, you only would exchange into Piccolo if you're, like, in a legendary event. And then you can get, like, the Piccolo out and you could stack defense. But the, the, the issue is that you can't even really do that. Because <laughs> um, Piccolo gets key when he gets orbs, right? He gets three key when he collects three key spheres. So unless you deliberately um, get like one key sphere, he won't get the extra key. But he also gets an extra like 100% defense when he gets three key spheres. So you would want to get the extra 100% defense in order to, you know, just have higher defense and have a higher chance to survive, right? But the issue is that because you need to get the key, uh, you want that defense. So you have to get the key. But since you also get key three and 100% defense when you collect three key spheres, you're basically guaranteed to get the 18 key super attack. So you can't stack because you can only stack under 12 key. It's very weird design. I said it weird, but I think you guys get what I mean. Where the unit yeah, he's taking key away, he's other. taking his defense stack away from himself by guaranteeing that extra 100% defense, which in a long event, you'd rather have the defense stack, but you also need that extra 100% defense to, you know, begin yeah, to start tanking. That. Literally that. Yeah, you said it way better than I did. <laughs> um, so, but just based on that, how good do you think the unit is overall? Um, obviously, they're limited on their teams, just like the other Goku and Piccolo, although I think I think they have more categories in total than the other Goku and Piccolo. Um, Se Saiyan Saga is obviously something that people have been waiting for for a long time to properly be a category in the game. So obviously just based on not just them, but the units that you use them with and not so much Raditz himself, but I mean, just the Saiyan Saga team in general. Like, do you think this unit is worth summoning for and do you think they are in the higher tier of LRs or not? I would say they are in the higher tier of LRs. They're just do so much and that guard for five turns is incredible with their defense um i again i still recommend holding off though just because golden week is so close by and the banner will still be up by the time golden week is here but mm -hmm. they're definitely good enough to summon for especially with the improved banner quality i wouldn't blame you if you summoned at all and then so gale nullify enemy action turn at 24 key on piccolo 
yes, nullifies enemy's action for one turn when key is 24. But yeah, the Piccolo, as as you said, I've kind of I've read his details. I haven't watched any videos on him yet, and obviously I'm not on JP, but the general discourse seems to be that the Piccolo part of the card just seems kind of unnecessary, which is a shame because obviously everyone was speculating about what the part two LR was gonna be, and I mean pretty much like not just not the details of their kit of course but like this is a unit that people have wanted to exist for a long time goku and piccolo from the raditz fight with an active skill with the special beam cannon and then exchange into piccolo i think we've literally discussed a like what if unit exactly like that in the past so this is a unit that people were definitely excited for. Saiyan Saga finally has some representation. But Gail, I wanted to ask you to get your thoughts on this uh, scenario. Is Obviously, for Global, one of the big things that people were joking about with Raditz is the fact that this celebration is, unless there is, of course, a change, which we all know can happen with Global, this celebration is scheduled to be out after the anniversary but before the download celebration. So pretty much two of the biggest celebrations of the year, this one is going to come right in between those two. So based on that, are you excited to summon for these units? Do you think they're worth summoning for when they come to global? What are your thoughts? I've got one word for you. No. <laughs> well, they, well, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's a stupid question. I'm sorry, that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, unless you're the, the biggest Saiyan Saga fan, um, it's definitely a very dangerous time slot for them to be in uh, for Global because almost certainly everybody will be tapped out from the anniversary and then the worldwide celebration is going to be right well, around the corner. So I wouldn't say people will be tapped out because, remember, for Global, we will get that EZA stage, which I don't have... What was the amount you get from that 999 stone? 999 stage ETA? Like, like 200. No, okay, like no 230 mind. or something, right? 230. Um, so you're going to get a, a little bit of a stock back, but I, you'd be dumb to use it on Goku and Piccolo and not. I mean, Go Goku and Piccolo will be out before the anniversary. Like, they're going to be the last banner. Like, how, um, what's it called? Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. and Minosha were before the anniversary last oh, year. Oh yeah, that is true. They probably yeah, they might mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that, true. Because yeah, yeah, Ginyu didn't does because Ginyu did not have a part two LR. Okay, right? so Raditz then very sad. Raditz is is down in the mud as well. Sad. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, no. So that's an interesting thing, because if that does happen, then yeah, that means this unit is going to be releasing before the anniversary, which means technically Global will get the Saiyan saga before the anniversary, and obviously missing. <laughs> like the units like the part two lrs from the anniversary um and obviously these units as well so very weird positioning for global um but there you go i mean i guess we will have to wait and see exactly how that's going to pan out so in terms of the other things that have been happening on jp we obviously mentioned it very briefly earlier talking about them coming to global for the first time but we have another super strike unit upgrade and this one is the kid vegeta so i haven't seen a huge amount on him but the general gist of what i've heard is that he could be pretty decent so minato tell us about the super strike kid vegeta yeah he's actually good uh, <laughs> uh compared to like say like the mighty mask and the 16 he's actually a very very strong unit because if like his stats are pretty solid, right? You know, he has fourteen thousand 
uh, 200 attack or so. And because of that, uh, yeah, based on the wiki, Fortune Lab's 200 attack, right? Because of that, that's like summonable, like, banner unit level attack stats, right? So if we consider, like, all this attack and defense against that's multiplicative, it's very strong. He has a high chance to stun. He could triple super attack given that he gets three key spheres. He has a good link set, good, like, solid category teams. And really, you just need to build him up over the fight. But I feel like he builds up pretty quickly considering that he wants to um, super attack and attack to build up extra attack and defense. So mm -hmm. considering the fact that he could attack three times in a turn, it means that he builds up really quickly. Like, you know, like, say, like, Kid Buu or Blue Evolution yep. Vegeta, right? They do multiple attacks during the turn. So he could look pretty nasty. Uh, and in some situations, people think he could look better than Raditz, and I would agree with that, <laughs> right? Uh, it's a very, very powerful free-to-play unit, and uh, that, make, that makes me, like... It makes me happier and more excited to see how future Super Strikes look like compared to the first two. Because this guy's actually, again, pretty solid. Mm, especially for a card that obviously, uh, or a character choice that doesn't really have any representation in the game. It's nice to have uh, a good version of him that is a decent option to use. So um, we also have, of course, the uh, two other EZAs which came out, which was the free-to-play Gotenks and the AGL Tarball. Um, I don't know if any of the non-JP players are uh, up to scratch on these guys. Um, I don't want to keep throwing it over to Minato as our resident JP main, but uh, Gail, are you aware of the uh, these details for Tarball and uh, Gotenks, or are we... Uh, we're we relying on Minato here. Uh, I, all I know is that they're required for the Vegeta Prime Battle DC, which I am excited for that. But beyond that, I have no idea what they do. I will say, I think I heard that the Gotenks card isn't that great, but Minato can probably give us more information on that. Come on then, Minato, take it away. Tell us about uh, Tarball and Gotenks. Are they any good or what's going on with these free-to-play EZAs? I feel they're good, right? Uh, I would say that the Tarball is definitely better just because Tarball is like an orb changer. He's a support unit. He could dodge, right? He has like these things about him that, you know, you know, he's not just pure attack and defense as a free unit. He does these, these other things which can be useful. Mm -hmm. um, the Gotenks, unfortunately, just is only attack and defense, right? He's turn restricted. He needs the enemy to be debuffed and defense uh, lowering, right? And again, we have, I'd say Ingo Tanks might be just better than him. Um, mm -hmm. Especially since in, when Ingo Tanks goes Super Saiyan, he has a stun. Maybe I'm underrating this Go Tanks, though. I haven't used them yet, so I need to try him out before I'm really like, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure, right? But um, I, th I think they're fine. I'm, I also want to point out that only Tarbo is needed for the Prime Battle Vegeta EZA, uh, from what I'm recalling correctly. So. You don't even really need to do the Go Tanks, right? <laughs> uh, you only need to do that Tarble for that Prime Battle Vegeta EZA. Let me check on that, though. Yeah, you need Tarble. Um, you don't need the right. actual Go Tanks. So I guess okay. that's why we, they made Tarble better. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that makes sense, then. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Fair enough. All right. So, well, I guess we are going to move into this uh, last topic here is to talk about the announcement for the Int Super Saiyan Vegeta EZA Prime Battle Vegeta. Um, so we got the details there then for the units that you have to use for the event already. Or do you just know that you have to use Tarble? Yeah, we, we know we know the details. You have to use Tarble, 
uh, Tech Cabe, the free to play one, you have to use LR Curlin, the uh, the Goku from the three hundred and fifty million download celebration, the free to play one, the the one from the, the um the super the spaceship one, right? No, the the spaceship oh. one, um, from the Namek saga where he has a Stensabine heel, right? That oh, guy. the one with the he's the one with the like goofy pose, yeah. The... Yeah, uh, the Super Saiyan Yardar Goku, and then you do have to use that in Super Saiyan three Goku, yeah. So okay. it's a it's a weird cast of characters that don't really work that well together. So it's gonna Earth, be yeah, Krillin among all those Gokus. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's like this prepared for battle, Saiyan lineage. Turn power stuff going around like it's really uh gonna, gonna be interesting it'll be fine um uh but yeah we'll have to wait and see right yeah so of course that is gonna lead us into we don't know the details uh for the super saiyan vegeta um but i guess that is a good time for me to plug uh i am going to send out a tweet on the five nine account at the end of the podcast so make sure you keep an eye out if you're not following us already make sure you go ahead and do that but we are going to do a fan made easy a episode so if you guys want to submit your ideas for what you think the prime battle easy a vegeta is going to look like then make sure you keep an eye out at five nine gaming one over on twitter keep an eye out for the post fill in the form and then your idea for his easy a could be make it into the future video so obviously the prime battle super saiyan vegeta he was always an interesting unit because on global he came out at the same time as the uh transforming super saiyan vegeta the physical one i believe and back then we didn't have the same name update so on global he was kind of dead on arrival i think so I, i've always thought the unit was cool like the super attack animation is pretty decent and stuff but very intrigued to see what they're gonna do with him so rather than uh, obviously we're not gonna go through like a full very complex discussion of how we would design every aspect of our kit but if you were to very briefly hit some key points uh gail we'll start with you what would you like to see from the super saiyan vegeta easy a it's a minor adjustment, but, you know, I hope they do it. And and that's changing his flat passive to a percentage passive. I know it's difficult, Dokkan, but let's, you can do it. Don't worry. I, but no, I honor believe, real, uh, <laughs> I haven't all of the previous. Yeah, they have, LLs. they have. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm just memeing. I, I think it's, <laughs> uh, I think the main thing I hope they do is uh, primarily just give him, I mean, a little bit of defense. I feel like that's all they realistically need to do, especially more so on his super attack effects because I don't think as of this point at this point in time his super attack effects well they don't he doesn't have any apart from maybe like lowering defense on his 18 key I think it is or attack he greatly raises sure attack on his 18 key oh it greatly raises attack I was way off there but yeah it's only one uh, effect so I think if they could just add a little bit of super attack effects to both maybe mm -hmm. that would be perfect for me personally Joker what about you what would you like to see from his easy A I think I would like for him to do guaranteed crits against androids. Mm, interesting. I'm getting ready for the superhero movie with this character already. I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it's a nice tie-in. It's an interesting timing. So, uh, Aminato, what about you? Anything in particular you would like to see outside of super attack effects or guaranteed crits against androids? I want a uh, garden slot one. Because... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Listen, Too listen, much listen. now. 
Listen, no, because we have that text. No, I get guy. it. He has that garden slow one, right? And then the thing is that this guy wants to receive attacks uh, because he wants to get his extra attack and the additionals. He needs to keep receiving attacks, right? So if you make him like a guarding slot one unit, he already has more defense at the start of turn. So I'm presuming he's going to have more defense post EZA at the start of turn. Um, mm -hmm. I think that he'll be able to be like a nice slot one unit, have him take all those attacks and then just back out some damage. And especially if it's only in slot one, they'll probably restrict it like that, which I don't mind because at least he'll have a clear purpose. And having that slot yep. one guard is uh, on the text from Kai. It's already we see how powerful that could be even then. So I'd be fine with that personally. Um, or at least like damage reduction, like 40 percent. Uh -huh. 50% damage reduction. He needs some, like one of those two defensive options, right? Um, because with the additionals, he's already going to be doing pretty solid damage regardless. Yeah, I think the thing is as well, like it's easy to uh, meme and say that we want all units to have guard or damage reduction. But the thing is, like you said, not only does it work into his kit because he wants to receive attacks, but obviously this is the Vegeta who shows up as a Super Saiyan for the first time and dominates Android 19. So him being a unit that is like ridiculously tanky fits into the theme of the unit, right? So it, like the domination of android 19 so him being a really good tank would be appropriate for this unit as well as tying into the kit that he already has because i mean that is the thing like we people always joke about like oh well is the unit good in slot one but a lot of these teams really do need some stronger options for slot one units and because he's a free to play uh option like obviously a really good eza for him as a solid slot one unit would be beneficial to everyone not just free to play players so definitely interested to see super attack effects i agree is definitely something i mean his 12 key literally doesn't have one and then <laughs> his 18 keys greatly raises attack so you could easily change that to raises attack and defense greatly and then on the 12 key just have raises attack and defense that would be pretty good and yep. then of course yeah we expect to see those flat boosts change into percentages especially with getting the attack buff and two additional attacks for four turns after receiving an attack is his pre-EZA passive. So even if they factor in something like uh, the Super Saiyan Blue Evolution Vegeta, uh, where they changed with his EZA, the fact that those additional attacks had the potential to become super attacks, like for an EZA LR, that would be pretty damn good. So uh, definitely will be interesting to see what comes from his EZA. And uh, like we said, we are going to be putting up a tweet once the podcast has ended to have you guys submit your ideas for his EZA and potentially make it into the future video. So make sure to keep an eye out for the tweet. So that is the last topic we have on our list for today. We are going to take a very, very short break and then come back to answer a couple of questions from you guys. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Use this opportunity, grab a drink, go to the bathroom, something like that, anything you need to do, and we will be back momentarily. So see you soon. Okay, so we are back from the short break. We have a couple of questions to answer this week from you guys in the community. So we are going to go ahead and jump straight in. And the first question comes to us from Vegeta's app. And he asks, do you think it was a good idea for Dokon to EZA the three-year and four-year LRs so close together? So I'm gonna just go by the display down the bottom. I guess I'll start off with you, Gail. What do you uh, What do you think? Uh, it depends because I 
on one side you can see the four-year LRs and they're just dominant forces, right? They it seemed like they were made obviously much later than the three-year LRs. So it feels like the three-year LRs were just like, okay, you know what? We may have had them in the back pocket for a while. Let's just throw them out there. Because while I know I've heard great things about Vegito Transformed, I've not been overly impressed from what I've seen of them. And honestly, I haven't seen anybody use them that much since the seventh year anniversary. So I don't know if it's just the design choice went haywire for them or what happened, but I don't really see it as a problem that they easy them so close to one another. I, it's just that I feel like they just, you know, undervalued the EZA for the three years or they uh, undertuned them, I should say, for some reason or another. Like, it's evident, especially with the transformed version of Gogeta more than anything else because of how wrongly they made him, I guess. Because whatever they gave him wasn't what he needed at all, right? So I feel like they just undertuned them, wrongly tuned them, however you want to go about it. Uh, but on the other side, the four-year LRs were just perfect in pretty much most ways, if possible, every way. So yeah, I'd say that's a bit of an issue. Joko, what do you think? I think it tied in with the whole like seven year anniversary with the four years and the three years making seven. It it kind of tied in there. I don't really mind that they got their EZA so close together because it just it just cemented that the seven year anniversary was the best celebration in Dokkan history, which I think is what they're just going to try and do. They're just going to try and top each other. I don't know how they'll do it for the next anniversary or even the worldwide. But I don't really see a problem with it. They greatly increase the value of their, you know, their base Super Saiyan forms. And that is most of the time what you're going to use them at anyways. So they're good. The, the four-year LRs are godly, especially when you put them with the LR Super Saiyan 4s. And even like the EZA Super Saiyan 4s, you can run like an EZA a TUR and the EZA LR together on the mono teams. So I don't really have a problem with it. And then Minato, anything else you want to add about the uh, this the three EZAs or the, the three year and four year EZAs, I should say. I wouldn't I, I don't really think it's an issue. I just think that it's like the year threes come on, they're very good, but then the year fours come on, they're just like kinda like they're just way better, right? I think that it's more so of an issue that they could have they undertuned the three year LRs. But, yeah. you know, I I think the fact that, you know, we get so many like Dokkan Fest exclusive LRs now. We get like five a year or something. And the fact that they probably won't use EZA except for these like major celebrations like worldwide and anniversary. I'm not really troubled by that fact uh, that they easy like four of them at once. I think it's probably better or else we'll just wait too long for some of these units, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the uh, I don't think like you say, I don't think it's necessarily an issue. That they did it but it does seem strange when you look at them side by side just how much better the super saiyan fours seem to be than the three-year lrs so it's an interesting one maybe they had uh designed the three-year ones a little bit earlier and then decided they couldn't push out the four year four ones without doing the year three ones who knows so uh, i guess we'll see what happens when it comes to the eighth anniversary everyone's of course speculating that the five-year lrs will get their easy ace so i guess we will have to wait and see so the next question comes to us from brendan who says 
What is a duo unit that would be cool but isn't likely to become a card? Doesn't have to be a real tag team. For example, I think a Super Android 13 and Perfect Cell card would be kind of cool or a Kid Boo and Janemba card. The categories would be weird, but the super attacks could be very creative. So we'll go in reverse order this time. So Minato, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I would say I would like... Hmm. I would like something like, uh, I know, I think there's something that Garush mentioned a while ago, but the blue Goku and Super Saiyan 4 Xeno Goku card like that would be mm. so cool. Like a dual like Dragon Fist kind of thing or something would be very interesting. Um, Although it's something that we do have in game. It's not like something that is like a real tag team. I guess that one is probably more likely than others. But I think like another cool thing would be like, um... Mm, I mean, they said Janemba Buhan is another one. They said Janemba Kid Buu, but Janemba Buhan, I think, would be very, very sick as well. Because mm. they are both, when you think about it, I guess, like, in terms of the series and the movies, they are, like, the final enemies so, and from like, Z. So that's kind of cool. Why not? Goku, Black, and Turles would be cool, too. <laughs> yep, have all the evil Gokus together, yeah. I like it. Uh, Joker, what about you? I would like to see... A combo of Z Broly and Super Broly together on the same unit. Just mm. smash the two Broly's together. Just outright powerhouses. Legendary <laughs> Super Saiyan and full power Broly going ham on a card animation would be pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah, that would be kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, I agree. And then Gale, any uh, any ideas on your side? Not really. I mean, you guys pretty much covered whatever I wanted to say. So, because <laughs> no, a lot of these, obviously. A lot of these obviously are candidates for potential yeah. heroes stuff, but mm -hmm. it's often that the heroes cards obviously tie into what's going on in heroes. So we have the Xeno mm -hmm. versions of various characters, but something yep. like Janemba and Buhan or the two Broly's together isn't really something that we get in heroes either. So I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know if we would ever get to see something like that, but that would obviously be pretty cool. I mean, I guess something cool would be like maybe a. Uh... I guess if they really want to go a little bit crazy, go for a, like a villain and hero tag team. I mean, we've already seen it with Goku and Frieza at the end, right? Why not mm -hmm. do like something like Gohan and Cell? Why not go crazy? <laughs> yeah, that would be, would be interesting. Kind of cool. Uh, kind of interesting. Kind of different. Goku and Raditz. Goku uh... and Raditz, yeah. Siblings bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally. They're finally in siblings bond. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Goku and Bardock is a great one as well. Shout out to uh, Vilify, who's uh, quietly producing in the background, because there's that... I don't think it's official in any stretch, uh, or if it is from, like, a game promotional art or something, but there is that really cool art of, like, Super Saiyan Goku and Bardock together doing, like, a key blast thing. I think... Uh, um, I don't know where it's from. I see it on Twitter all the time, but... I think Toritaro um, made it, and then there's a figure for it, too. I'm pretty sure yeah. Toritaro... Or at least he made it that illustration, and there's mm -hmm. a figure of it, too. Yeah, that I, I really want that figure. That would be a pretty awesome card. And then, yeah, Margin Vegeta and Super Saiyan 2 Goku together. That would be pretty awesome as well. Um, obviously, in terms of one that's not an unlikely one, if we're talking about duos cards, I obviously want to see Hellfire 17 and 17 that fuse into Super 17. So my boy can finally get his justice. But I guess we'll uh, have to wait and see for that Keep one. So there, uh, <laughs> one day. I mean, hey, you could have said that about an LR Super 17 and we eventually got one, even though he's not that great. But yes. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> so the final question for this week comes to us from Lichio. 
I'm, I, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, but there you go. Uh, it says, do you think the game is becoming a little too defensive based? Difficult content is judged around tanking damage. I feel like an event that focuses on how much damage you can quickly output, like the punching bag event or the Bardock versus the Freezer army could be interesting. So Gail, what do you think about this? It, it is it is highly unbalanced i do feel like uh, that is the case for sure like if you look at a lot of the content right now in the game you got red zone idvh legendary goku events vegeta event whatever you want to go for one of the three of those legendary events as we are you're always focused on oh can i actually tank the attacks more than oh can i kill the opponents as fast as possible um i mean the game i feel right now would have to go through a massive rehaul to achieve that balance of having, you know, content that's both equally, you know, uh, appeasing the offensive side of, you know, your units as well as the defensive side. Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time before we get that happening. Maybe, you know, something as part of the version Z update, who knows. But right now, I mean, there's no other way to say it. But yeah, I would. it's one-sided for sure. Because if you look at it throughout the year, we get a new SBR stage, a couple of new SBR stages even, and ESBR stages maybe a legendary event, um, uh, you know, obviously we got Red Zone, we'll probably get something else and maybe like the collection of epic fierce battles, uh, you know, or fierce epic battles, I should say. So more often than not, those are events dedicated towards, you know, defensive characters. Whereas you look at, um, you know, the Bardock versus Frieza mentioned that he, uh, Frieza, Bardock versus Frieza event he mentioned, we only got that like once in the last, and that was only for one, once in that year and since then i don't think we've even gotten another punching bag event so it's like i don't think even dokan really cares too much about going full offense anymore uh joker anything else to add on this uh topic well i like i i get that the game is heavily favored towards defense but that's how you increase power creeps by making enemies hit harder and keeping your units you know in retrospect, at the same level and then increasing them slightly. Power creep is definitely a thing right now. But you see games like Dark Souls where, or you know, Elden Ring, where enemies hit you very hard and the whole strategy of the game is to survive. So that definitely carries over into, you know, games like this where you're going to get hit hard. Because honestly, if I sat here and I did, you know, 8 million damage and the enemy has like 50, 50 health bars like i'm bored like yeah we hit hard we know we know our units already hit hard this doesn't make me think it doesn't you know exercise my ability to remember you know what passives are and what super attack effects are to you know keep me in the game and survive if i just sit here and throw out 11 million attack stats with with no fear of dying then it's like is the game really fun at that point uh, I don't think I don't think so, but that's just me. Yeah, it's that interesting line between um, what if, I mean, it can, and it can be different for everyone, of course, of, as to what you consider to be the fun levels of difficulty. Because um, my biggest problem with the way they've increased difficulty with some of these more difficult events is the fact that for me, it's not fun to get all the way to the final phase of one of these longer form events and then roll the dice and the one unit on the turn that i didn't want to take a super gets hit with a super attack and i die from full health like to me that is not fun 
So the problem that these kind of games always have is where do you find that balance for the difficulty? So getting on to Minato, who, of course, as the JP player, has a bit more experience with this actually having the red zone. Um, what do you think about this? Because one of the things I was thinking about earlier is I think sometimes it's wrong for people to use only the red zone to rank units because with how hard hitting those later stages can be, like you, I would probably say it's what, like maybe 5% at most of the units in the game are actually really good in the red zone, maybe even less than that. So what do you think about this uh, question and about Dokon being too defense-based for difficult content? I would say that, especially with the red zone, it's become less defensive-based because the thing is, in the red zone, like, let's take Hybrid Saints. Hybrid Saints was a team that defensively was great. You could just stack through it and just beat any of the events, right? Which, you know, at that point, you just kind of destroy everything, right? Especially because um the enemies, you know, they, they hit hard, but against, like, those hybrid teams, you could stack them and really get that. But, like, hybrids, the events, they hit so hard now that it's like you can't even do that. And there's units that don't necessarily like tank the best in the red zone either. So if you just really focus more defense and not a balance of defense and offense, you're just going to stall too long and you'll end up just dying. So you also need to do a lot of damage. That's why the seven year LRs are very good for the event because like double super, super effective. They have huge defense numbers, right? Um, You definitely do need a balance because you don't want to take too long because those, because again even with like hybrid and those really strong defensive teams if you take too long to beat the event you probably either just will die right you just don't maybe you don't have enough items you don't have enough hp stuff like that um well if you do have a nice blend of offense as well you can go ahead and essentially just how do I explain it? You, you'll be able to beat the event before they kill you, which you do need to do in a lot of those stages. Like like AoE Broly, for example, right? With his AoE, it's like how you can't like tank through that. You have to like kill him very fast. AGL Broly, double super attack. Omega with his like 1.5 million super attack, right? I'm going really in depth about this, but sometimes you can't really tank sometimes some of those attacks in the red zone like that. So that's where you need the offense. And it's very important. Yeah, so there you go. As a global player, I am, uh, I've been watching the videos. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. Obviously for us, like, you know, there's a couple of things that released earlier than JP that we'll have to our advantage to use for the red zone. But it is something that I am looking forward to. So uh, let us know if you are watching the uh, recorded version over on YouTube. For anyone who did show up late or uh, is even potentially just joining us now, we are going to be wrapping up. So the episode will be going up on the mobile channel tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. And let us know if you have any thoughts on these questions. Let us know your opinions down below in the comment section. So that is going to be it for this week's episode of the Dokon Battle Podcast. This has been episode 78, the legendary summon bargain sale. I have been your host, the Masked Ningen. Shout out to all of my guests, Minato, Ice Cold Joker, and Gale, as well as Vilify for producing from behind the scenes and making everything run smoothly. So I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts in the comments if you are watching the recorded video and make sure to go over to our Twitter account as I will 
right now be posting the tweet with the form for you guys to fill out to give us your ideas for the Vegeta EZA. If you are watching the pre-recorded video, obviously the form will be up now, but you will still have time to get your entry in. So make sure you go check out the Twitter at 59gaming1 and let us know your ideas for his EZA. So for everyone here at 59gaming, that is going to be it for episode 78. I hope you all enjoyed it and we will see you all next time. Peace out.